and welcome into the Arrowhead Post Game Show. I'm Jay Binkley with Jed Marshall, the Kansas City Chiefs. A nice 26-10 win today over the Los Angeles Rams. Chiefs now 8-5 and five against the Rams in their 13 meetings, 4-3 and three at Arrowhead Stadium. But the Chiefs won their 10th, well, they guaranteed 10 straight winning seasons. With their ninth win today, the only team with nine wins in the AFC, they have guaranteed themselves at least 10 wins in 10 straight winning seasons or, or winning record. They're going to get the 10 wins. They had nine and seven back in 2014. But you get the picture, winning seasons for the last 10. Remember how bad it was? Remember how bad it was before Andy Reid turned a 2-14 and 14 team around to 11-5? and five? And all of a sudden, you sit here every year with these high expectations where you're actually mad about a 26-10 to 10 covering 15.5-point spread victory? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bryce Perkins, a whopping 100 yards passing today. Yeah, he made some key throws, made some nice throws. Yes, he added what a little bit over 40 yards on the ground, 44 yards on the ground for Bryce Perkins. The Chiefs ran for 117, although they did have 30 carries in this game, and you would like to see that get better up to three. It was 3.9 yards a carry today, but here's the one thing the Rams could do well. They were better against the run than anything else they did. So you knew the yards on the ground were going to be a little bit hard to come by, as you saw at the end of the game when the Chiefs were doing a classy move instead of throwing the ball in the end zone, which a score could have been more. It could have been up to 30 points, but the Chiefs decided just to run the football in with Isaiah Pacheco. They gave him eight straight runs at the end of the game there to try to get in the end zone, but he wasn't able to do it. But the Rams are fourth in the NFL against the run. The Chiefs were fifth. However, the Chiefs, once again, three sacks today. They came in as (laughs) – this is funny because I was in here with, with Bob the other day with Fesco in the morning. And Pete Prisco always does his power rankings. And he had the Chiefs number one. That's good stuff. Had the Chiefs number one. But he said their pass rush needs to improve. And again, I think a lot of people don't pay attention to this football team. I really don't. Chiefs are fourth in the NFL in sacks. So to say they need to get better at their pass rush with Chris Jones, one of the best interior pass rushers in the league, George Karloftis is coming along, and he's coming along fine. You got Legereus Sneed blitzing from the corner position, the nickel corner. They could find a way to get to the quarterback. And then there's Nick Bolton that, as Andy Reid said in postgame, is having an all-pro year, which he is. Sixth in the NFL in tackles. Had another 11 today. Interception now in two straight games. What he's doing, what Chris Jones is doing, he's got he's got eight sacks now in his last six games. He's gone six straight games with at least part of a sack. Had half a sack a couple games ago, but he's been over that since. But does this football team ever get old to you? Just continue to win? Where you sit there in 26-10, you say, oh, that was a C game for the Chiefs, maybe a C-plus game. And you beat the world champs last year, the Rams, even though the Rams aren't having a good season. The defense was still good. And you saw that today. The Chiefs had their red zone problems today. But the red zone problems, I think the Chiefs will fix. And don't forget, McCole Hardman didn't play today for the Chiefs either. Kadarius Toney didn't play. He was ruled out as well. On the IR is McCole Hardman. Kadarius Toney just ruled out uh, for this game. Joe Tooney. Uh, snapped his 107-game straight streak by by uh, by being ruled out for this game. But you see the backup step in for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's the mark of depth. And I know they showed a picture of Brett Veach on the broadcast, you know, sitting up there, you know, in his booth because it's his job to supply the talent like Nick Bolton. And we talked about that last week, how Orlando Brown, you can say whatever you want about that trade, but you can't say bad things about it because eh, you got Nick Bolton at pick 58. That was sent back from the Ravens. And right now he's probably all pro. 
And if you redraft that Nick Bolton is a first round pick because he had from a, yet another interception from the linebacker position in two straight games. But the Chiefs continue to do wonders. It's now 26 straight games, 26 straight games. The Kansas City Chiefs have won in November and December. Yeah, there's some January losses in there, but still the meat and potatoes, of the NFL season is what you do in November, what you do in December. The Chiefs have won their last 26 games in the months of November, December. And Patrick Mahomes, he continues to set records. I remember I had a caller a few weeks ago that was talking about Patrick Mahomes. He said, well, Ken Stabler had more wins. Well, in 74 games, Mahomes now has 59 wins. That's an NFL record. All this guy does is win. And he did it in 74 games, and the record was set in 75 games. So, so how does that feel? 26 straight games. Now, here's the thing. Next week, okay, this was, okay, cruise control. You're playing the Rams, Chiefs 15.5-point favorites. But you know what? Next week it gets real because there's six games remaining for the Kansas City Chiefs. Next week is the biggest game. I'm just saying, doesn't even count with the division. doesn't matter. You've already beat the Chargers twice. Still got to play the Broncos. Still got to play the Raiders once in Vegas. But the main thing is the Bengals. The Bengals sit there next week. They got a win today, a tough win, hard-fought win over the Titans. Bengals beat the Chiefs twice last year. Once in the regular season, then, of course, once in the AFC title game, where the Chiefs essentially were on cruise control, thinking they kind of had the game won at halftime, but it wasn't meant to be as the Bengals came back. Bengals had the Chiefs number last year. They beat them twice. Burrow 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes. And don't tell me that's not bothering the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think they kept it kind of simple today because they know the, they need to play the Bengals tomorrow, uh, next week. But the next six games for the Chiefs, four of them on the road. That's right. The next three games for the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. But is it daunting? Well, after the Bengals game at Denver, Denver lost again today. They might have three wins. Then Houston, they have one win. And then you face the Seahawks at home, Denver at home, then at the Raiders. I mean, you're looking at maybe two losses max for this team, which would put them 14 and three. Or 14 and four, excuse me, or 13 and four. Get my math right, 13 and four. Which would be cruising for that number one seed this year in the NFL, in the AFC, where it matters in the postseason where you get that bye. The one team to get the bye. But yes, for the next six on the road, but does it matter? You go back to 2019, the Chiefs are 24 and five on the road. Playing on the road doesn't bother the Kansas City Chiefs. But enough of what I have to say, because I'm looking at the Bengals as the main rival. I am. And I think it's cyclical. I think we kind of look at it with the Royals, who they mix it up with on the field. You get to these main rivals. It's not Denver anymore. It's not the Raiders. Much we like to say historical rivals, even though Josh Jacobs, nice game, 229 yards for the Raiders today and 74th of the year. Isn't it funny they didn't give him the fifth-year option? Like, they go and cut all those first-round picks the last couple of years that Mike Mayock picked, but yet the one guy, the one guy that they decided not to give the fifth-year option to is going to be a running back that they can't afford to pay, and it's Josh Jacobs. But to me, the Bengals, the real team. We're going to do things a little bit different here. We're going to go to Josh Klingler. He's a sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, those Fesco in the morning. We'll get to your calls in just a minute. We go no huddle. We want to get Josh uh, first and uh, foremost here. What's up, Kling? Kling, are you there? Kling, are you there? Let's take a timeout, Jed. Let's take a timeout and get our things together. Let's, let's take a timeout. We'll be back on the Arrowhead Price postgame show next.
And welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, where the Kansas City Chiefs get a 26-10 win over the Rams. Of course, the Bengals game next week. That's the one that matters for the Kansas City Chiefs because out of the next six games, this is the toughest game remaining for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go out and hear from the sideline report of the Kansas City Chiefs, Josh Klingler, right now. What's up, Kling? There we go. There we yeah, go. Yeah, son, son, the biggest game on the schedule is a, is a nice little revenge burger, too. I really like that aspect of it, too, because um, we know we know uh, Patrick Mahomes loves to play a little revenge, and everybody who was a part of losing to that team twice last year had this game circled. So um talked to Legereus Sneed after the game for a little bit, and he kind of smiled and said, yeah, I've had it circled. He goes, I'm pretty sure the coaches did, too. So, yeah, you know that they wanted to – all eyes were in this game, obviously, but getting through this game, they knew what was kind of looming uh, ahead in a big rematch with Cincy. I felt they kind of kept the game kind of simple today, Josh. Kind of like the way you play, you know, early on if you have a big game coming up next or in the preseason, you keep it simple. And I think they kept it simple today because they knew, you know, a guy like Bryce Perkins making his first start at Arrowhead Stadium. Things were not going to go particularly well uh, for him there. And then, of course, just kind of running the ball there at the end with Pacheco, eight straight runs for him where they didn't get a touchdown. I mean, they could have thrown it in the end zone, but it was a classy move by the Chiefs not to because they don't need to. But I felt they kept things relatively simple today. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there wasn't a ton of razzle-dazzle. Now, maybe the, the the play that was was, you know, Colin Saunders checking in on a, on a red zone play. Um, maybe that would have been a, a razzle-dazzle. But, no, I thought for the most part, you know, I, I think they had to uh, approach this game kind of like the rest of us were, right? Like, unless you do something grossly self-inflicting, um, they shouldn't be playing with you. And so certainly offensively. Now, we knew they were going to be pretty solid defensively, and they were. But that offensively, that should not be a team that's able to, to hang with you. And so, yeah, maybe maybe Vanilla to a certain extent, but also kind of a, a, adapting once again. You know, I think we saw a lot of different offensive formations today, saw a lot of different personnel group uh, uh, groups that were thrown in there that tried to run the football. Um, you know, defensively, they showed a few wrinkles up front. Um, to try to accommodate. I mean, I, I got to be hard too to put the game plan for for Bryce Perkins. I mean, there's no tape on the guy. No. I mean, he's played two NFL games before today, and you know, while you say, well, they probably won't vastly change the offense, he obviously gives them a different running dynamic and not the throwing dynamic. So that's a that's a tough team to prepare for. Um, and then when you have Cincinnati looming too, and you have Thanksgiving thrown in, I mean, there's all these these things that could have boiled together into a, a bad uh, performance today. And I, I thought. Other than, you know, their their red zone stalling, everything else to me was just fine. McCole Hardman had four touchdowns this year. I think he they like to use him in the red zone. They really do. And I know he's on the IR right now. But when he gets back, I think it does make a difference. I, I can't believe, you know, you'd say McCole Hardman can't make a difference. But I think in the red zone, he does. Yeah, and he's been really good on those kind of jet, jet sweeps. And they ran, you know, one for Sky Moore today. Um, but, you know, he – shown a really good penchant for being able to to handle those jet sweeps or pop passes or however they design them on a particular play and and do some stuff in the red zone so certainly yeah he'll be a factor when he is uh, indeed back although you know we we've seen them over the last really several years if you had any kind of gripe it's like boy they have a hard time when it's kind of almost like goal to go situations yep. they're almost better off you know 15 to 20 yards out where Patrick's got more room to, to throw and maneuver. Uh, we've seen them get gimmicky in those red zone situations. I think, you know, the, the, the last stall I, I I'm not as upset with, they just were trying to exclusively run the football, as you mentioned with, with Isaiah Pacheco and also run clock. They didn't really need to score uh, in that situation. 
uh, other than a field goal to, to go up, you know, 16. But, um, you know, they were trying to get some run game going and also trying to, to run down the clock, knowing there wasn't going to be enough time for, you know, a couple scores for for the, the Rams. But, hey, it still gives you some stuff to, to work on. Um, offensively, still some wrinkles. They probably barely bent, you know, some of the, the playbook. And then uh, defensively, I thought the best part today, big to me, was finally getting a couple takeaways. This defense hasn't been a good takeaway team thus far. And it was good to see them get a couple, you know, back-to-back um, possessions in which they, they came away with the football. Yeah, no question. I want to get to the defense here in just a minute. But real quickly, the punt return game of, of Sky Moore, he hit his third muff punt today, third time Oof. that the balls ended up in the wrong hands. And it's one of these things where, you know, he got Andy Reid's trust and he needed that trust and the teammates were good to get around him, say, hey, man, don't worry about it or whatever. But these are the type of things that can, you know, maybe have you falter as because the Chiefs played some really close games, you know, as of late. It's one of those things that could cost you at the end. But yeah, I'm not Andy doing Reed, it again. Andy Reid wasn't yeah. very happy after the game with uh, Sky Moore's yeah. performance. And I know he was asked about it in his post game, too, and didn't, you know, firmly answer that this is it. This has got to be it for him. I mean, there's no, you've got other guys that can do it. Justin Watson can do it. McCall Hardman, as you mentioned, when he comes back, obviously would be still your number one option there. Um, yeah, this, this, this was it. And, and, uh, the Bronx cheer from the crowd as well. When Justin Watson, uh, <laughs> came in and then, uh, caught the fair catch, um, you know, everybody was kind of thinking the same thing. So I, I just think, yeah, he's done a great job receiving and he's become a, a good double digit, uh, catch guy and he's willing to catch the ball in traffic. Um, he just can't catch the ball in punting traffic and, um, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see him back there again. I think that that experiment to me is over. He's doing some nice things in the uh, receiving game, and let's just leave it there because there are others that can do it. And Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony could too as well when he uh, eventually comes back. So I think there's plenty of other options. You just don't – you just uh, – avoid using him in a, in a punt return role from here on out. Yeah. Two, two weapons for Pedro Mahomes is Tony's been a weapon uh, for uh, Pedro Mahomes in the offense. Nicole Hardman definitely has and Juju Smith Schuster today. Nice three for 38. Didn't play a lot of snaps today as they were kind of limiting him coming back from that concussion. So they all, these are all things that'll be going in the chiefs favor as they finish up the season. But defensively, Josh, like you mentioned, eight sacks now in the last six games for Chris Jones. Matter of fact, he's got a piece of a sack in six straight games reminds me of that streak he had a few years ago when he was double digits, uh, game, every game having a sack. And it's pretty impressive from the guy that plays on the inside and the outside. He gets pressure from both sides. He's going against Aaron Donald there. People consider him the best defensive lineman in the NFL. Stats would say that Chris Jones is. And then you have Nick Bolton getting the second straight week with an interception. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Chris Jones definitely should be in the uh, defensive player of the year um, consideration. But I also would wonder if Nick Bolton would take away some of his votes. Maybe. Because uh, he's, he's just as, you know, just as valuable to what they're doing defensively. Uh, but, no, Jones is having a heck of a year. And, and, you know, hey, I'm all for that. Make it tough on the team. We know that there's a big contract or a number for him next season, which makes it a little bit difficult. But, you know, he's, he's, he's made the decision very, very difficult for them. And I, I appreciate that. I want players to – to play uh, very well in those situations. And so, um, no, he's, he's been an absolute beast up front. And then uh, Bolton, what more can you say? Um, we, we, he didn't wrap up Bryce Perkins once. And you're almost like, wow, there's, one there's a play. He, he, there's a play he didn't make, you know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, he's, he's made just about every other play this year and uh, has been really, really good. And again, I turn people over too. That's kind of the next step for me. We've seen them sacking people now. Um, and obviously dialing up that number in the last several games. 
I'd like to see them turn turn people over more, put a little pressure on it. And you know, get, getting two takeaways today was big. No, no question about it. Kling, this is now twenty six straight games of Mahomes won in November, December. And I know there's some January losses there, you know, mixed in, but still, this is the tough time. All those former players we have on, you know, on the station always talk about, you know, making that turn November, December. That's when it counts and that's when money time is. Well, 26 straight games that Mahomes has won in these two months. To me, that's one of those stats that just neon lights flashes. Yeah. Those are kind of crunch time things, you know, those are down the stretch. Um, I mean, September, getting off the hot starts in September, and then uh, playing great November and December. Uh, you're going to win a ton of games if you do that, right? Um, and, you know, get off to the fast start and then close hard. And that's what this Chiefs team has been able to do under Andy Reid and under Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, yeah, it continues to churn out those those uh, November stats. are pretty pretty impressive. Um, you know, he's he almost a quiet 300 yards again today, right? But yeah. I thought – you know, his his ability, once again, to kind of deal with whatever's happening up front and kind of adjusting to whatever's going on along the uh, the offensive line and where the pressure's coming from and then continuing to find, you know, 10 different receivers again with, uh, with catches today. Um, keeps everybody happy, keeps everybody engaged. And, uh, you know, you, you almost wonder, like, okay, well, there's, there's still some room for this offense to grow, right? Um, yeah, a lot of teams would, would uh, really like to have the problems the Chiefs have. Just a ho-hum 356-yard day of total offense for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know, know. Yeah, we take it for granted. It's 10 straight winning seasons they're guaranteed to now, Kling. It's one of those things, like, I think we kind of take it for granted at times just how bad things were in 2012 when this team was 2-14 and 14 and picking one on the clock. And now you look at 10 straight winning seasons. Andy Reid more wins than any coach at Arrowhead Stadium going forward. But it's it's sometimes good to look back at where this team was and where they are. And then also on the cusp of seven straight division titles. I mean, they have the longest, longest division title streak now in the NFL and are closing in on another one. If not for, you know, another, another charger, pull one out of the fire. (laughs) I mean, I thought they were, they had a shot to clinch today. I thought, you know, it's like, it was kind of one of those, one of those things where they're closing in on, you know, seven straight division titles as well. It's been an amazing run and let's keep it going. From our text line, Emily, uh, love me some Klingler. So you got, uh, the fans are coming right out for you, Kling. There you go. Hey, when you when you win, things are good. Yeah, they are good. And the Chiefs are now the Super Bowl favorites. It was the Buffalo Bills. Now it's the Kansas City Chiefs, which is no surprise, but they're technically the uh, plus 400. They're the Super Bowl favorites. But, Kling, three straight road games. You're going to be on the road yeah. a lot. Now you got to go to Cincinnati. What's the number one thing you want to do in Cincinnati? Well, um, one, not drive there this year. We had to drive there last year. I remember. The, uh, the, all, all flights were canceled. That, that stuck. And then uh, none of the, we were there on on uh, on uh, January first, and none of the chili places were open. I know. So I gotta get some. I gotta. I gotta get some uh, some chili this time. Yeah, go to and then, Skyline. Yeah, and not and not drive and not drive there would be would be great. Would be, would Much be great. fun as we had stories we had from having a a van road trip to uh, Cincinnati last go round. I just as soon uh, you know hop on the big <laughs> team bird and get there and back you know yeah i remember well it is the biggest game remaining for the kansas city chiefs the team that they uh, have circled a uh, team that beat them twice last year if they want to win Kling will be on again at 5 58 in the morning with fesco in the morning josh Klingler, silent reporter for the chiefs network thanks a million Kling. i love saying good night this early yeah this is great yeah i love good saying good night instead of 2 a.m good night Kling. <laughs> later there you go josh Klingler, right there for the kansas city chiefs it's now time though that we hear from you 913-586-7610
Let's go no huddle. Edwards Hilaire gets the handoff. Off the first hit, off the second hit, off the third hit, and into the sweet nectar of the end zone. Taking your calls now at 913-586-7610. That's right, the Silverstein Ice Center's phone line, Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors, 913-586-7610. Of course, the Jay Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. Open for you as well. Let's head out to DeSoto, Kansas. And talk to Dab. What's up, Dab? Hey, Bank. Uh, you know, you you guys can sugarcoat it all you want, but this team is just not very good in the red zone. I mean, we need we need uh, to come hey, to hey, grips. Me, me with stop, the, let me stop you real quick, Dab. Me, me say, to, hey, I want you to look in the mirror and say I'm an idiot because that's what you are. We, the Chiefs, we need no, to come to grips. We need Beckham. We need talking with Beckham. That the talent's in this level. And this God, he's an idiot, man. He's calling in as a different name every week. This guy's a complete idiot. The Chiefs led the NFL in red zone touchdowns going this game. They didn't have a good game in the red zone. But don't tell me that it's a bad red zone team. When every team in the NFL is worse than the Chiefs in the red zone, man. Because you're the same fool that called in about Stabler having more victories. Well, <laughs> Mahomes passed him today. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, 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 hey. Thanks for taking my call, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody. 16, everybody out there listening, except for that chat, or if it just called in. Don't invite, that's the guy you never invite to your turkey dinner or Christmas party or anything. He's, he's whatever his name is, Downer. But think. Well, he's just dumb. Kansas, he is. I mean, he just calls in. He must just be a disgruntled Bronco fan or, or just a, a lost It's just someone division. that's I mean, stupid that lot. comes up with stupid things that's wrong. I mean, he it's just, it's, he it's just wrong. rambles. Yeah. He, does, he does. He just rambles. It's like he's drunk, the, drunk, yeah. uh, drunk, the town drunk. But think, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, it's not about style points. Nickies, everybody. You heard Clint. You heard Bink talking. 26 in November, December. I mean, that's just unheard of. And how about Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes connecting up with, with their with the duo uh, 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 touchdowns, uh, passing the late great Lenny D and and, and the great o, Otis Taylor. You know, that's just every time they do something, they're setting records and breaking records. Everybody, we're nine and two. It's about checking off boxes. We took care of business. You're right. The defense. Uh, kicked ass and took names today. I don't care who was quarterback. You can't win a game. They had 100 yards passing. They did their job. Nick Bolton, he's a he's a stud. He's a superstar. But Jerry Sneed, they got some uh, interceptions. They had three sacks for rookies. Ooh, how about Kalar, uh, uh, George Kalafas and, and Brian Cooks? They got in on the action. And, and yeah, then, both of them had uh, sacks. Both of them. And Chris Jones, he, got it. he went up the middle and just went through that guy and knocked that quarterback down. And we, our line protected Pat. No sacks on him. Great job. Kling said it. You said it. Ten, ten receivers today, Bing. And everybody goes, oh, he didn't have a – this was kind of boring. No, they took care of business. They're looking at that box. they got to check next week. They're ready to settle some scores. they got to keep this thing rolling. they got that big game in Cincinnati. And, Bing, we get by that. I don't think we're going to lose another game. But, anyway, let's just keep this thing rolling. Appreciate you take, taking my call. And, as always, let's go Kansas City Chiefs. There you go, Big T and Shawnee. Jed, here's the thing. I may listen. I don't think I was too rude to that guy. I really don't. I mean, if you're going to call in and say they're not good in the red zone when they led the NFL in red zone touchdowns, I mean, that, that, seriously, it's that that's not that's dumb. But what has Ken Stabler done though? Ben? <laughs> it's, it's funny to call a radio show 
and say, well, they're bad in the red zone when they actually lead the NFL in red zone touchdowns. Well, stats are irrelevant. Next year, you're going to tell me their offense can't do anything. We're the only team in the NFL averaging 30 points a game. That doesn't matter. Eh, I guess not. It's, you know, stats and things like that. Don't, don't, let, don't let facts get in your way. Yeah, that's not necessary. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Hey, Bing, how you doing? Yeah, I had no thought in my mind that Chiefs would win. Anyway, in the D, uh, uh, Rams D did what they had to do, but Chiefs made more plays than they did. And uh, Kelsey turning around, Jalen Ramsey on the on the opening touchdown, on the second uh, drive, it was pretty good taking him out like that. And uh, Red Zone is fine. I, I, I don't know what Jeb is saying. Uh, uh, they, they'll all turn around. They were McCall Hardman out, well, and uh, and uh, you know. And it is what it is. And who else is out there? Cardarius Tony. It'll come around. I think the red zone is fine. So let's have some revenge and take care of the Bengals. Take care of yourself, Bink. All right, Dan. There you go. Dan just, you know, gets it right there and makes it succinct. I love it. He did make it succinct. Dan, I was just being sarcastic. I was just having fun. But let's face it. Take one of those red zones out of the way because they ran eight straight times with Pacheco when they were at the 27-yard line after the interception of Bolton because it was the classy thing to do. This wasn't Tennessee trying to score on Missouri like they did at the end of the game. It was the college game. I don't know if you saw that one where Tennessee kept doing it. Then the following week, they get 63 points put on them. You know what they call that? Sports karma. Sports karma can be a wonderful thing. We've got a lot of stuff. We'll take your phone calls throughout. We'll hear from the locker room as well. Plus, we're from Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. We come back. Pete, good evening. Pete? Pete, are you there? Oh, man. We'll circle the wagons one more time, and uh, we're having all sorts of technical difficulties tonight, and I do apologize for that because uh, it shouldn't be that difficult. But uh, it's proving to be difficult tonight, and I'm not exactly sure why. We'll get Pete Sweeney back on the phone here in just a minute to talk about the Chiefs and the Rams. But I did think they kept it simple today. You might have been frustrated to watch this game as well as games you watch. Were you entertained or not? (laughs) Watch the NFL, though. And we talked about last week about all these teams that struggled to score. Completely struggled to score. There we got Pete Sweeney on the line again now. What's up, Pete? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, a little bit of a false start for us there. I've had two of them now. I'm going to be ejected soon. (laughs) One of these days. One of these days, I feel that. I really am. Pete, uh, another win, a ho-hum win for the Chiefs. When I talked to Kling a minute ago, I – I felt like watching this game that they kept this thing about as simple as you can do. I know it's just another ho-hum 356 yards of total offense for Mahomes. I get that. But they tried to run the ball a lot. They had 30 carries on the night. They did come into the game running well, 318 yards last two games. They get 117, but only 3.9 per. I personally felt they kept this game simple. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you. It, it kind of felt like the Chiefs were – in a way, playing to just get through it. They didn't really play particularly well tonight, and and I think they were able to secure the victory. Uh, you got to feel like they got to be better with special teams, and they certainly have to be better in the red zone. And if you're playing a better team or a team with Matt Stafford, for example, maybe it's a lot more interesting. But look, you're going to have games like this. This is a 17-game season, and not everything is going to be one of these flashy wins where you have a ton of yardage and you're scoring a lot and every time you go down in the red zone. And at the end of the day, whether you win 40 to nothing or, or 26 to 10, and it wasn't exactly the prettiest thing in the world, the, the win counts the same, and so that, I'm sure the Chiefs are looking at it that way. Yeah, I think we're spoiled and think of that Rams game a couple years ago, that one in Mexico City where it was just score yeah. touchdowns every single time. I mean, it was a complete, complete score fest 
Uh, well, that game was 54 to 51 back in 2018, but that game was absolutely insane. But Pete, I do want to talk about people that did make a difference. I think the Chiefs offense or defense that kept them to 198 total yards, only 13 first down for the Rams. Yeah, it seemed like they had a few. They got a few timely first downs with Bryce Perkins. They did get a touchdown, but for the most part, I felt this defense stood up. Chiefs are, have been uh, minus three in turnovers this year. We're able to get a couple turnovers with the Snead pick and the Nick Bolton uh, pick. And with Nick Bolton now, two straight games with the pick, six in the NFL and tackles, 11 tonight. And then Chris Jones now eight sacks in the last six games. Yeah, I mean, I I look at Perkins, and, and if you want to talk about the strength of the Chiefs tonight, it was defense, right? Um, and, you know, you talk about Perkins, and he's making the first start of his career, third-year quarterback. Watching him last week against the Saints, I, I thought he was serviceable. You know, I think he was – I think it's a, a quarterback that's, that's interesting to me. I mean, I don't – know if this guy's eventually going to be a starter in the NFL, but he, he certainly has some starter traits. And with that elusiveness and, and being able to evade tackles, and he's not a bad, uh, not too bad throwing the football either. I mean, this is still a game that could have went away from you if you didn't play well. Uh, and I think the Chiefs did, you know, again, especially defensively. And, and they were able to handle everything that, that Perkins brought. Um, their running backs, Cam Akers and Tyron Williams, really could never get anything going. And, that's become a, a focal point for the Chiefs over the years here. The, the recent years is what can we do against the run because we feel like if we can stop the run, we can make it a, a one-dimensional type, one type of game and, and dominate from that sense. And then you're starting to see the turnovers, right? Uh, this was a, a night that Patrick Mahomes that probably didn't play as, as well as he would have liked. I, I think Andy Reid would have liked the offense to look a, bit, a little bit better. But if they're continuing to get these turnovers and you keep putting the ball in the hands of, of Patrick Mahomes, there's going to be another game where the – the Chiefs score over 40, and it's a 40-10 to 10 game you're feeling a lot better about than maybe what this ended up being, which was a 16-point win with the Chiefs still covering, of course. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think defensively it, you, you had to be impressed with what the Chiefs have brought to the table. It's really become a, a complete team from an offense and defensive standpoint. I, I understand the complaints out there about special teams. You feel like at some point here that'll all get fixed. Special teams can, can be fixed. And so – uh, when it comes to offense and defense, you got to be pretty happy. Yeah, ho-hum, 16-point win. When you look at the NFL, that's considered a major blowout uh, when most of these games are three points and seven points. Special teams, Pete, it's been one of those things for the Chiefs. You go back to Jags with the onside kick to really catch the Chiefs off guard a few weeks a few weeks ago than the day, the fake punt. And, of course, you have the Sky Moore and the three muff punts. And it seems to me by, you know, kind of reading the tea leaves and what Reed was saying after the game, you may not see Sky Moore back there anymore. They tried to give him confidence, but just didn't work out. Yeah, and I, I think he had already been replaced with Kadarius Tony, and then you know Tony has the injury, and you cut, you have to go back to, to what has become the number two for you, and so he's back in the mix because of the Tony injury. And now I think he's lost that spot. I mean, I I don't see Sky Moore ever getting an opportunity no. again. Uh, maybe down the line, maybe next year, it's it's something they would they would try to mess with. But I I think now you got to go with Watson until Tony's ready. And then once Tony is, is healthy again, I think you're going to see him as a punt returner. And, and look, they were trying to give Sky a chance. They were trying to make this thing happen. They really felt like, okay, he hadn't done it when he was a college player, but we've got to continue to give him reps. But it's just it's not something that he feels comfortable with. And when these games, as you were saying, come down to three and seven points most weeks, you, you can't be risking that, especially when you start to play these elite teams, and I think in the division games, because – yeah, you, you got the Bengals, and, and it does feel like the most important game that, that's left. But then you have these division games where you know you're going to be playing these teams that want to beat you still. I mean, I, I don't necessarily see the Broncos 
or the Raiders going to the playoffs, but they're going to want to beat the Chiefs because they can mess up their year. Uh, and so it's going to be imperative that the Chiefs play clean games in, in the division and then against the Bengals. And so, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think you'll be seeing Sky Moore returning punts anymore. Yeah, the Raiders picking up an overtime win today. That's four wins on the season. The Broncos three. But it's funny is Josh Jacobs had 229 yards rushing, 74 yards receiving, and they didn't give him the fifth-year option, Pete. That cracks me up because they cut all these other first-round picks. He's actually one that worked out, but yet they didn't give him the fifth-year option. But anyway, that's their own problems. Pete, I want to go to a couple things you put on Twitter Joe Tooney to start this game. Uh, his start streak ends at 17. Nick Allegretti stepped in for him. Formidable defensive line to step in for uh, a guy like Joe Tooney. But he had that ankle, and he was ruled as questionable going in. But questionable for Joe Tooney usually means he played. You think they were saving him up for the Bengals? I think they tested it. It looked like they were testing it pregame. And i got to imagine Tooney wanted to play. This guy's never missed a start before. Had the, one of those Miss Schwartz uh, streaks going on and then ended up having to, to rest. But, yeah, I, I think when it came to Tooney and specifically Thornhill, these two players, I, I think it was one of these games where if there was a, a bigger if, – if it was a bigger team or, you know, a, a more formidable opponent than the, the Rams with by Perkins, I think maybe they play in this game. Maybe they try to push through. But there is a little bit of that, I think, sometimes in the NFL that we can overlook and, and we think that, you know – that coaches are just going to put them in whether, you know, if they're close to healthy or, or whatever. But I think there's some of that game to it where, okay, let's, let's get Thornhill and Tooney right because we're going to need them to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And, and I, I think there was a little bit of that. I think they tried to, to test these guys and tried to make it work, but they ended up holding them back so that they'll be closer to healthy, closer to hundred percent for next week when you're going to really need these two players in order to beat Cincinnati on the road. Talking to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief of AeroheadPride.com for a couple more minutes. You did point out McDuffie. He's quietly be a, been really good for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know he had Jalen Watson, the big interception return and all that. But Trent McDuffie's your first-round pick. And you know what? He's playing like it. Yeah, you don't really call his name a lot, right? And, and that's totally. a good thing. Yeah, They're not throwing at him because they they they, they realize he's, he's blanketing players. Uh, you know, you had Tyron Matthew leaving the offseason, obviously plays a different position, but did play in, that, in the cornerback position for the Chiefs when they needed him to. And, you know, you were seeing him, especially when he was in his prime in that 19-year, you know, at least in Kansas City, where he was getting turnovers and, and you would you would see that. And I, I think that can come for, for Trent McDuffie, but I, I think sometimes what's more impressive is when you're not hearing your name called for any reason and maybe you're not getting those opportunities to have interceptions. And, and then why is that? Because they're not throwing at you. And I, I think Trent McDuffie is, is one of these players where you had for a long time a lot of the naysayers and, and the critiques of Brett Beach was that he wouldn't draft a defensive back in, in one of these top rounds. And I think his message back was, well, you know, we're always picking in the 25 to 30 area. It's really tough to get one of these guys, especially, you know, they kind of have to fall to you a little bit of, unless you're going to really sacrifice a lot of picks in the future. And he fell within range and the Chiefs went up and got him. And it looks like they made the right decision. Um, at least, at least to this point, you, you have seen them adjust a little bit. Where the tall receiver, like a Mike Williams, they might slide Legarius Sneed and, and have him because a little bit more length, and so they're putting him in good positions as well. And I, I think that's not only a credit to them drafting McDuffie in that first round, but it's the defensive coaching staff that's putting him in positions to succeed. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a first rounder that that's hit so far. 
Uh, we'll see how the rest of the year goes, right? We're still about halfway through here. And then, of course, you got to see how the guys do in their second year as well. I, you know, that the second year becomes important. But so far, so good when it comes to Trent McDuffie. Yeah, we talk a lot about Isaiah Pacheco being a seventh-round pick. But, you know, these first-round picks for the Chiefs, no slouches. With McDuffie and Karloftis in the course of the second round this year, they drafted Sky Moore and Brian Cook, all contributors to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites now, Pete. That's no surprise there, to be quite honest with you. Six games left, four of them on the road. Chiefs record since 19 is 24-5 and five since then, so they do travel well. They can play well on the road. It doesn't seem to matter when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, and a coach uh, like Andy Reid. But it's the Bengals, then a lot of games they should win, which to me it's – all right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta protect that number one seed the rest of the year. Once you get past the Bengals, and that's the tough thing to do. Yeah, I think, you know, it it does feel like if they can get past next week, they should be able to run the table. I mean, that, to me, when you look at the the rest of the schedule, I, the the Bengals for me is, is a game. I think the spread is three points in, in favor of the Chiefs right now, but that that's a game really that can go either way. I mean, uh, this yeah, is going to be one of these atmosphere type of, type of game. So I think if you can get the Cincinnati game, you should be pretty big favorites the rest of the way. You know, in the, in in the realm of like a touchdown, and you, you know, you should even be a, a road favorite when you're when you're traveling. And so, yeah, I, I think this is the big one. Uh, not to say that you're overlooking those next games after the Bengals if you're able to get it, because you know you got to come each and every week. We see upsets all the time in the NFL, but yeah, I, I just feel like if Kansas City can pull this one off against Cincinnati, they got to feel pretty good about their chances to just continue to win and, and get that first round by. Before the season started, Pete, I had uh, circled this one. I know the players were talking about that too. To me, this was the game of the year for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know how you looked at it, but to me, this was the one, even over the Bills. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the the whole Buffalo thing, it's, it's more of a Buffalo feels, I think, a little bit like a little brother to Kansas City right now. So that game's always going to feel more important to them. Now, I think there were a couple games that were on the schedule. The Bills one, to me, was one of the top three games. I think the Chiefs really wanted to go with, to Tampa and, and take care of that. Not to say it's the same exact team as it was in the, in the Super Bowl, but just beating Brady in that same building, I think, was a, a big monumental win for them. And I think this is the other one where there is true revenge for Kansas City. This is a Bengals team that really had their number in those two games at the end of last year. We Everyone knows about the AFC title. And so this is one that I think you circle if you're Patrick Mahomes. And I, I think this is one that he's going to really want. Um, we're going to get the lines this week, and I think we know. No one's going to say anything about this being a bigger deal, you know, at least publicly. But I, I could tell you, and you're, you're going to be able to see in the emotions, if the Chiefs are performing well in this game, you're going to, you're going to see, especially with the guys that were here last year, of how much it means to them to take this one. And, and I think we're going to have some of that playoff atmosphere in Cincinnati. No question. They seem to take things personally. Well, this is a game to get personal about. Pete, uh, always good talking to you. I look forward to talking to you after the Cincinnati Bengals game next week. All right, smell it. Ah, he did it again. Damn it. He only got the smell out there. I got to it pretty quick. Yeah, I tried to get to it, man, but he's fast. You got it, though. For the most part, you did. I need to start hitting the dump button. Just hearing smell isn't that bad. I need to start hitting the dump button, but I don't want to censor things, you know, unless he cusses. If he cusses, I got to hit the dump button on Well, him. you know Pete Sweeney always getting loose on the postgame show. I'm part of these callers because I haven't had much uh, to dump lately. That's a good thing. Online, you can hear whatever we want. So if you're listening online, you'll you'll hear everything. But uh, on the radio, I got to keep it somewhat clean so we don't have to uh, take some kind of a fine. But yeah, next week's the game I'm looking forward to. I don't know about you. I don't know what you circled at the beginning of the year. See, to me, Buffalo. Okay, Buffalo beat the Chiefs in the regular season last year. Big deal. 
but they need to beat them in the playoffs, right? Because last year was Grim Reaper in 13 seconds going down there, scoring on them, beating them. Then the Buffalo's crying all offseason. Well, they shouldn't have played in Kansas City, but they choked and didn't have a home game. So that's why they ended up playing here. But to me, it's the Bengals because they beat you twice. Beat you once in the regular season and beat you when it counted at Arrowhead Stadium for the UFC Championship game. I felt the Chiefs should have been in another Super Bowl. Just keep in mind, Mahomes has only lost in overtime of the UFC title game or the Super Bowl to finish the year. I think he should have been in his third Super Bowl last year. That Bengals game stung, and I think it stung more than more than uh, more than I care to admit. I uh, was not happy after that game, and you guys weren't either. You guys, you guys were not happy after that Bengals game whatsoever. Reminded me of that Colts playoff game way back when when they came back and had the comeback. I didn't even know what to say. To start the show, I was like, yeah, I don't even know what to say. That 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 was improbable. That Andrew Luck comeback, it was frustrating. But, you know, regardless, you get my homes down, things are different. Legereus Sneed, seven tackles for the Chiefs. And scary moment when he had to leave the game, go in the tent, when he and Willie Gay kind of collided. Or no, it was Brian Cook that collided with Willie Gay. But anyway, Sneed was looked at for concussion. Everything was ruled that he could go back into the football game. But what a difference he makes. He's he's like a younger version of the Honey Badger. Like, he's everywhere. He's blitzing for the nickel corner. Honey Badger is always known for the defensive back that blitzes the quarterback. Matter of fact, no defensive back had blitzed the quarterback more than he has. But from that nickel corner position, he can get back there. Then the batted down ball, the interception. Legereus Need continues to make a difference for this team and shows that he's, you know, a great draft pick. Let's go inside that locker room brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's LeJarius Sneed. All right, with Sneed. I, I know this defense has been chomping to get some of those takeaways. How big was it to get those uh, takeaways, especially late in the game that was relatively close down the stretch? Uh, you know, man, we just go play by play, you know, take the plays that come to us. And this week it fell on our way, fell our way, and we made the play that came to us. It felt great, though. What is the key to forcing more, more turnovers, and has that been a point of emphasis for you? Uh, yeah, it's been a point of emphasis for us. You know, it just wasn't coming through for us. But, you know, tonight, like I said, it fell through, and we played pretty good. And, you know, we caught the ball and made the plays that came, and we made it. Discuss the challenges of uh, facing a quarterback you don't know a lot about. You guys didn't have much tape on on Perkins and what they were going to do offensively. How tough is that to prepare for during the week? I mean, yeah, we prepared for them all week. You know, we didn't know who was going to be up, either 13 or 16, but we prepared, prepared, prepared for both of them. And shout out to our coaches preparing us and getting us ready for 16 and 13. And I think we the game plan. We came out here that's to our best ability. How much has this defense grown throughout this season, and how much are you guys kind of working off one another? right now? Oh, man, you know, we're working as a unit right now. Working as a whole, we're trying to get better and better day by day, practice by practice. You know, we preach that every day. You know, we have to play as one, everybody on the same same accord. And, you know, once everybody get to clicking and once everybody start coming together and then the variety comes together, everybody can be stopped. Is this about as adaptable, maybe a team as you've been on, where certain guys are in and out, certain guys are up and down, and, and yet you're kind of plugging people in when you need oh, yes. to, and everybody's kind of stepping up and doing their part, one through 53. Oh, yes, man. Shout out to the coaches, you know, getting the young guys ready. You know, they was telling them from the jump. And shout out to the young guys for taking heed of getting ready. Describe your defensive back room and all those all those young guys you're, you're around every day. How are they coming along? Oh, man, you know, it's lovely. They come along. They came in when they first, as soon as they stepped in. You know, they was ready to play. They were ready to learn, ready to play ball. You know, I'm young myself, and I'm still learning. But everything I know, I try to install in them. And everything they know, I still 
learn from them as well. Yeah, give you a hard time. You're like the you're like the the wise old veteran all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm like the wise young old veteran. You know, they listen to me though as well. Shout out to them for listening. To me. All right, three straight road games now. You guys are gonna be you guys are gonna be here for a while. Oh yeah, man. You know, but our fans travel, so we should be all right. You know, a little revenge game next week. Is oh, yeah, that on your yeah, mind we now? Ready. We ready for that. Yeah, you know, we gotta put them back for what happened last year. Yeah. That one sticks out, or probably yeah. both of them stick out, right? Both those matchups in Cincinnati stick yeah. out. So this one been on the calendar for a while. I'm been on the calendar for a while. I'm pretty sure our coaches marked it as well, you know. Congratulations on the win. Oh, thank you. All right, Brad, that's Legereus Sneed. <laughs> there you go, Legereus Sneed right there. Admitting it, you know, this one you circle. It's a Cincinnati. Who would have ever thought, like a couple years ago, we'd be circling the Cincinnati Bengals? But then again, who ever thought the Cincinnati Bengals would get to the Super Bowl last year? Unbelievable story. They're turning it around. They had a hard-fought game today in Tennessee. I mean, that was the smash-your-face type of game. For them to go in and beat the Titans, you got to take them seriously, man. you got to take them seriously. So the Chiefs and the Bengals next week. Let's go back at the phone lines at 913-586-7610. Talk to our man Reggie on the Silverstein Ice Center phone line. What's up, Reggie? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, just a couple quick thoughts. Um, this is kind of a sleepy a sleepy game, you know. It was uh, didn't feel like a lot of juice, obviously, because you're playing uh, a toothless Rams team. Um, or a hornless Rams thing, to be more specific. But uh, I thought uh, I thought Pacheco looked really good, man. I'm excited about uh, what he brings to the table. He just he just he just runs so. Who is he mad at, man? Like who? <laughs> I like that. Too. Who is he? He's he's just so. I I've never seen an angry the 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 angriest runner I've ever seen was like AP or even before my time Earl Campbell was an angry an angry runner. Uh, but, but he just, he just runs so, so violently, bro. It's, it's beautiful to watch. Actually. Yeah. I like when he gets drilled and yet he gets right up and just to show he's fine. Like just I to just show he's fine. Right? He, Cause he was yeah, nailed. He, he was nailed. But he got right he back up. He does the nailing though. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He, 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 he does a lot of the nailing too. Yeah, though. yeah he does. You but know, he gets he, right up and I like he, that. Um, my last comment is, um, uh, Hey, man, you know, big money coming up next week. It's really your last major test before the playoffs. Um, our cornerbacks are going to get a major uh, a major exam next week. Uh, so I hope everybody's healthy. Hopefully you get back uh, uh, Tony and Hardman and Juju because uh, it's all hands on deck for the, for the Bengals, man. So uh, take my thoughts off the air and, and talk to you later, mate. Hey, thank you, Reg. No question about it because there's a guy named Jamar Chase. Who's been out and was was ruled out today? Jamar Chase looked like he might be back from his uh, hip injury this week, but he doesn't end up playing this week. But look for Jamar Chase to play against the Kansas City. I think there's some gamesmanship that went on, like Joe Tooney hold him out 107 straight starts, hold him out, let him play against the Bengals next week. I think there's some gamesmanship, and I do think the Chiefs kept the game kind of plain, kind of simple, not showing the Bengals too much. Because I did feel this is one of those games that could roll out their helmets and win the game. They're just better than the Rams. They were playing the Rams at home. And they were playing against the quarterback making his first NFL start. And you know what happens to NFL quarterbacks making their first start at Arrowhead. Now, they might have started the league, but they make the first start here. Even the pins couldn't hold him peeing down their leg. It's that bad. Remember Malik Willis? He couldn't even complete a pass with the Titans. At Arrowhead, it took that defense to do wonders. But yeah, you saw him and he's moving around, but in the end of the day, 100 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. 
Nine carries, 44 yards. Well, 13 first downs for the Rams. They couldn't do anything. And the Chiefs defense continuing to look better. I think Spagnola dials things up, looks better. Chiefs, believe it or not, people don't believe this number, but the Chiefs are fourth in the NFL in sacks. They had three again today. Third down rate, you know, the Chiefs could get better on third down percentage defensively. Offensively, um, nobody's better in the NFL. They get 51.7%. They convert on third down and fourth down. They're number one in the NFL when they go for it on fourth down, so those downs not bad. But the Chiefs tried a few things today. They tried some things. Just to kind of spice it up, that little Sky Moore. Because Sky Moore, I remember talking to his college coach uh, on our draft show that we had the next day. And, and what Tim Lester was saying is, hey, this guy's got an arm. I should have used his arm more at Western Michigan doing trick plays. We saw that arm, you know, take the hand off there, the jet sweep, and throw it back to Mahomes. I'd look for Sky Moore to throw the ball a little bit more because, well, I think he'll be re- relieved from punt return duties, and it's not his fault either. It's, it's something he's learning. He's something he didn't do in the past. Let's go back inside that locker room brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Let's hear from the quarterback himself, Patrick Mahomes, who does talk about, hey, it is Bengals week. Patrick, just in, in general, what, what's your takeaway from winning this game the way you guys did it? Yeah, I mean, I thought defense played well. Um, obviously, um, some special teams, some offense we got to clean up. Um, the defense kept us in the game, got some turnovers for us, got some big stops after some turnovers that we made. Um, but uh, especially in the red zone, we got to execute at a higher level. I got to execute at a higher level, and I got to stop. I got to take out like the one dumb play I make every game, it seems like. So if I can take that out, I think we'll be all right. I'm guessing you mean the, the, the pass in the end zone. Um, he, but he, it, it, was it a no look? It looked like no, it wasn't a no look. I was going to throw it to Trav, and then at the last second, I, I, I didn't think I could get it in. It was one of those, like, I try to pull it down a little bit. And I threw it directly into the dude's stomach. So just got to make sure that I don't do that, especially in the red zone, because those are the ones that kill you in big games. Um, and so uh, obviously you'd like to win, um, but uh, we got a lot, of, lot to get better at uh, offensively, uh, especially starting with me. Something else you can put your finger on for why you guys maybe struggle a little more than usual in the red zone? No, I mean, they, they did a good job. At the end of the day, they got great players. They still have a great defense over there. Uh, they did a great job of kind of passing off crossers down there. Um, they were in the right spots, kind of where I wanted to go. So, I mean, they, they had a good game plan. Um, I have to find ways to execute at a higher level, uh, get it to those guys in space. And uh, when we do have chances, we have to make sure that we get in the end zone. Um, so uh, that's just something that we can go back on film and uh, get better at. Patrick, when you see a guy like Pacheco continue to have success, it's a kid who kind of runs like he would run through a brick wall. I mean, what what does that say about his character and how much he puts into playing on the field? Yeah. He's got the right attitude. Um, he's going to continue to run. He's going to get those extra yards, when you, which are big. Um, and he's going to continue to push and push to get better and be better. And so um, in this league, you want um, those young backs uh, to continue to just push to get better, find ways to be more patient, find ways to hit the hole harder. Um, and he's done a great job of that. And uh, that running back room is, was big for us today um, and has been big for us the last few weeks here. Patrick, with Cincinnati up next, I we spoke about this a little bit at camp, but I, I wonder just the place of that last game in, in your heart and mind after last season and what, what stuck with you about that second half. 
I mean, it's not a good place. I mean, they beat us. I played terrible in the second half, um, and, and and we lost at home. That could have sent us to the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll be ready to go this next week for sure. You took a little something away from it in, in particular, though, in terms of just what you learned. Yeah, I mean, um, you learn that you got to just continue to, to push. You can't be satisfied with where you're at. Um, we scored a lot of points that first half. We went in kind of thinking we were going to just kind of coast to the Super Bowl, but they're a team that's going to fight. So uh, they're going to fight to the very end. Um, that's why, why they were in the Super Bowl. And so we have to make sure that we go in with two uh, great halves of football and however long it takes. Patrick, you, uh, we've been talking about how good the Rams defense has been this whole press conference. Obviously, you guys are a good offense, but facing a team, a defense like that, and, and winning tonight and having some success there on the field, does that build confidence or is this offense already just... Yeah, I mean, we gotta we gotta be better. I mean, well, obviously it's a great defense. We have a ton of respect for them. Um, but we moved the ball kind of between the twenties, and it seemed like when we got down there in goal to goal uh, situations, we weren't able to score. And then when defense got turnovers, we weren't able to score. And so we pride ourselves on those two things: the red zone offense. We we spent a ton of time in training camp on it, um, and then scoring after turnovers. Those were game. <clears throat> those were games were won. And so uh, we got to be better. We got to be better there, and we understand that. Um, and it starts with me of just getting the ball in my hand and get it to the right guy on time. Last four. Back here in the back. Sky Moore threw a pretty good pass for a rookie. Oh, yeah. You know, Sky can throw. I think he played quarterback in high school. Um, and so we that was kind of his first attempt. But you know Coach Reed, once he sees he can throw a spiral, he might come back to it. So we'll, we'll see um, if we can uh, maybe get that into the game plan a little bit more. Patrick, this is kind of the theme all season. You had 10 different receivers today. Just where are you at a place where you, know, you kind of can feel like comfortable going to 10 different guys with, with this? Yeah, I think I've gotten just – you get more and more comfortable as the season goes on. You get more and more reps. And so um, – um, there's even spots where tight ends will come in. There may be a play call to Travis um, that I'll throw to Jody or throw to throw to Noah because we kind of we've that built that confidence in in them that they're going to get open as well. Um, and so we we've kind of rotated the receivers in and out. Um, I think it makes us a better team. Um, and so um, those guys all have confidence that when they get in, they're going to make a play, and I'm going to give them chances too. Patrick, 13 straight for you in the month of November. What makes this month so good for you? Yeah, I think our team just our team just gets better and better as the season goes on. You just want to build. Um, you want to be good at the beginning of the year, obviously, but you want to be playing your best football at the end of the year. Um, and so Coach Reed and all our coaches do a great job of just continue to give us more and more and let us be better and better. Um, and it takes games like today. Whenever the offense isn't playing great, the defense has to play great. Um, and so uh, when you have a good team, um, that's when you win games at this time of the year. Patrick, looking at your team, I know we talked about the Rams, but obviously your uh, your your team your defense only gave up 10 points what's to say about where, where your defense is at especially when you know you had the interception but then defense came back to pick them up to get you back in the score position yeah, they had a lot of big game, plays in the game. I think kind of let us handle the game. I guess a little with a little bit of a room of, for cushion with the offense not playing well. I mean, if you think about the the drop punt, them getting the, them right out of field goal range immediately with George's sack, and then kind of shutting the door there. Um, you think about the inter, after the interception in the red zone in the end zone that could be a momentum builder, um, and they get the interception right back. I mean, there, there's a lot of young guys over there, and you can see them maturing as the year goes on. Um, and so um, as those young guys get better and better, to add in with the vets that we have on that side, I think they can be a really good. Uh, uh, a really good side of the ball, and they make this team really good. Thank you. There you go, Patrick Mahomes, his seventh 300-yard game of the season, marking three straight games, 320 today, 329 last week, 331, 446, 423, 338, then just a 292 the game before that. He had 360 in the opening game, 356 total yards for Patrick Mahomes today, who did become 
through 74 games. So the record was 75 games. He was tied with Ken Stabler. Staubach, 57 wins. LaMonica, 57. Tom Brady, 56 in their first 75 games. Mahomes played 74 and hit the 59 win marker, which passed Ken Stabler in his first uh, 75 football games. So the record just continued to be shattered by one Patrick Mahomes, who continues to do it each and every week. Travis Kelsey, we'll talk about him just a little bit, too, when we do uh, Tullamore Touchdown of the Game. Brought to you by Mitch Holtus next. And welcome back to the Airhead Pride Postgame Show. Jay Binkley, Jed Marshall producing the operation. Touchdown Kansas City time now. Brought to you it's time for Touchdown, Touchdown Kansas, Kansas City. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! That's right, Touchdown, Kansas City, brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time. The Chiefs got right out of the gates, weren't trailing in the beginning, because this duo, we've seen this before. Mahomes in the shotgun at the left hash mark. In motion, Jody Fortson right to left. Fake handoff to Pacheco. Backing up further is Mahomes. Guns it over the middle. Caught. 20-yard line in the 15-yard line. Angling near side with the block. 10-5. Kelsey stretches out for the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City! Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. 39-yard touchdown. Deep middle and a great run after the catch by the best tight end in National Football League history. Nine plays, 90 yards, taking 420 off the clock. The only score in the first quarter came at 540 in the first. And once again, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey. Jalen Ramsey was on him and just got completely torched. You know, Jalen Ramsey, probably the best cornerback in the National Football League. They had him out on Kelsey. And it didn't work out so well. And put it this way, that's Mahomes and Kelsey's 46 TD connection, now the fourth most in NFL history between any quarterback and tight end breaking a tie with Drew Bledsoe and Ben Coates. Also for Kelsey, his 12th receiving touchdown of the season, setting a new single-season career high. 12 receiving touchdowns that are tied for third-most TD receptions in a single season in franchise history. Kelsey's had two 11-touchdown seasons, but never 12, and he's got a while to go. Then the Kansas City Chiefs just up 7-0. It was, once again, it was the Rams trying to make the game a little bit closer. The Rams will try a 47-yard field goal. Matt Gay this year, 14 of 15. He had his career high last week at New Orleans on a 58-yarder. In his fourth year, a former Utah Ute. Dixon is the holder. Orzik is the long snapper. And this kick is right down the boulevard. The Rams are on the board. It's the Chiefs 7 and the Rams 3 at 14.57 to go in the second quarter. That was actually a 10-play drive going 46 yards from the Rams. Not a lot of yards, but it was a lot of plays, 543 off the clock. And again, they only had 13 first downs to 29 of the Kansas City Chiefs. That was barely into the second quarter at 1457, making the score 7-3 Kansas City Chiefs. Then the Kansas City Chiefs would add to that, as it's nice to see Harrison Butker Start putting them through the uprights. This will be a short field goal attempt from the far hash. Put down at the 17-yard line. A 27-yard attempt is good. The Chiefs get the three points back. The Rams just got. 
This is the Chiefs kind of stalling out in the red zone. Harrison Butker, 27-yard field goal there. But it was a 12th play, 66-yard drive, 5.07 left of the clock in the second quarter, making the score 10-3, to Kansas City Chiefs. But Butker wasn't done, and the Chiefs were still stalling in the red zone. Butker had a 27-yarder earlier in the second quarter. This will be a 32-yard attempt at 19 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Placement is down, and the kick is up. And the kick is good by Harrison Butker. Two for two for the game, and now 20 for 22 on the season. That was the 13-play, 83-yard drive from the Chiefs, just taking three minutes off the clock. That was with 16 seconds left in the first half. That means the score 13 to three for the Chiefs at halftime. Butker second of four field goals on the night. In the third quarter, though, and we'll just make this our Tully touchdown of the game because thought about Kelsey but we always give Kelsey the Tully touchdown of the game so eh, let's give it to Isaiah Pacheco this is the Tully touchdown of the game brought to you by Tullamore Irish whiskey so raise the glass this week's Tully touchdown with Tullamore Irish whiskey when it's game time it is Tully time Isaiah Pacheco Kansas City first down and goal to go at the three leading 13 to three well into the third quarter Noah Gray in motion behind Mahomes and uh, Pacheco plunging into the line. Pacheco, touchdown, Kansas City. Pacheco, his second rushing touchdown of his rookie season, plunging into the line for three yards. Just his second rushing touchdown, 12 plays, 71 yards, 6.52 off the clock. I like that. They got down in the red zone. They were able to score the touchdown. You know, Pacheco's the guy that uh, they kept giving the ball to. You know, the yards per carry really didn't show, but I like the fact when he gets hit, he just stands right up and starts talking. I like that. That made the score 20-3 and kind of put things out of the way for the Rams. Just couldn't move the football, but they were able to get the end zone. We begin playing the fourth quarter, fourth down and two for the Rams at the Kansas City seven-yard line, 20-3 Kansas City. Snap back to Perkins, looking left, firing for the end zone. It's caught in a Rams touchdown. Van Jefferson on an end cut on fourth down and two on a seven-yard touchdown pass. That's right, Van Jefferson on seven yards from Bryce Perkins. 14 plays, 75 yards, 6.36 off the clock. 14.56 left in the fourth quarter. Harrison Butker would have two more field goals in the fourth quarter, making the score, final score, 26-10, Kansas City Chiefs. And that is touchdown, Kansas City, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. And I'll tell you this, Jay, there wasn't a lot of touchdowns in this game. I thought about Travis Kelsey being the totally touchdown of the game, but I'm just going to give it to Pacheco. I like I like somebody that gets hit and gets up and starts talking. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco has really been one of the uh, unheralded surprises, at least coming into this season, being a seventh-round pick. I know that people are disappointed with the production that Clyde Ed- Edwards-Alaire has had being a first-round pick, but I do think that if you're looking at it from a Chiefs fan's perspective, you have to be excited. Like you said, he runs hard. He's, a, he, you know, like he has really good speed for a uh, for a, a running back and stuff like that. But yeah, three seven to be exact. Right, that is blazing. I just like his physicality, though. It's, it's as you mentioned, when he gets hit, he gets up and he's right in the guy's face. Not necessarily what you know, like jawing at him back and forth. But I definitely think that there's a little bit of spark when he gets the ball. And not only that, he had the nice catch for 17 yards out of the backfield. We saw a Ronald Jones sighting today. Ronald Jones was active, former Tampa Bay running back, active for the first time today for the Chiefs, obviously, because of Clyde edwards He had one catch for 22 yards and on the ground. Ronald Jones, four carries, 12 yards. Chiefs had 117 yards 
rushing this game. They had 318 the last two games coming into this one. Of course, Mahomes, four carries, 36 yards in this game. And he just makes it look easy. Like when he runs the football, everybody's backing up. Everybody's in pass coverage. And he just finds that hole because there's going to be holes. That's why I always think being a running back to the Kansas City Chiefs would probably be one of the best situations in the NFL because you're not facing a man fronts. Everybody's so cognizant of what Mahomes is doing and where he's going, and they're spying him that oftentimes the running back should excel in this offense, but Patrick Mahomes is able to take the football and do with it whatever he wants. It's got to be frustrating as a coach on the other sideline. Mahomes keeps picking up five yards, six yards, seven yards on carries. When you think you have him stopped, he just keeps on going forward. Andy Reid spoke after the game as well. Big Red, of course, more wins now than any coach at Arrowhead Stadium with 66 as he passes the great Marty Schottenheimer. Let's hear from Big Red. Let's go back into the locker room. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Big Red. All right. Um, really, as far as the injuries go, uh, Deion Bush was really the only one that had anything. Um, he hurt his elbow and... Uh, he should be fine, uh, but it was it was hurting. Uh, the crowd was unbelievable tonight. Uh, it was a it was a great welcome for for the Rams. Um, Sean does a heck of a job with that with that football team, and they've had a lot of injuries, so he's battling through all of that. Um, but it was a good uh, good opponent, and I was proud of our guys for the job that they did of. Uh, definitely not taking them lightly, coming out and playing good aggressive football on both sides of the ball. Um, and then um, I, I better not slight the American Heritage game today, too. That's a, uh, we sure welcome that in our... Um, so, anyways, uh, but it was a great night to have that and coming out with a, with a nice victory. So, um, got to do a little better in the red zone. Uh, that's a place we're normally pretty good but we were we were off just a, a tick uh, tonight and we'll we'll go back to the drawing board on that and make sure we take care of that it was good to get Allegretti in there and playing I thought he did a nice job as did the offensive line um, Pat had a another big night um, and uh, with 300 plus yards you know and we kind of take those for granted but uh, not easy to do defensively I thought we just played a heck of a football game um, whether it was Bolton or um, Cook stepping in and doing a nice job, 38 comes back in, has a huge pick for us um, to kind of start the kind of end things for us. Um, um, anyways, I, I, the defensive front I thought played well, strong uh, against the run and the pass. Anyways, with that, uh, time's yours. Andy, you brought up the red zone problems. I mean, something you can put your finger on there for why it wasn't working down there tonight? Yeah. Um, there is, but I'm not going to tell you because we got to play Cincinnati, you know, coming up here. Yeah, statistical dominance was pretty significant most of the game. The score didn't really reflect that. It, it, is there anything to the idea that at some point you guys just it's they're pushing the other team around and I don't think they lose focus or, or did you feel like they were? No, they did, listen, they did a good job. We're not, you know, we're not playing a JV team. That, that defense is one top ten defense. So I mean, you know, it's not like. Uh, they're they're no good, so uh, they did a nice job against us, and uh, um, you know that's that's all part of it. But in between uh, red zones, there we sure moved the ball well. But a lot of good things happened there. Sorry, uh, is the change at punt returner permanent this time? <laughs> we'll see. Um, that wasn't a very good showing for him, although he came back and had that nice catch right after that, which for a young kid to kind of 
get that out of his mind, I thought was a, a plus. How tough would you look like, uh, is it for uh, Nick Allegretti to have to go against Aaron Donald? And then how'd you feel that the line? Yeah, that Aaron's a pretty good player, so uh, that's a big challenge. But he, he did a nice job. We, you know, I thought Andy Heck had a nice scheme set up too to um, work at you know slides and so on uh, with him. But both he and 54, uh, you know, you better you better be on your A game because both those two are. Good football players. On Donald, it like early, it looked like he flashed a few times, and you guys really kind of settled down after that. Was something you guys did, or just get into the game flow? Probably more on the flow uh, than anything different there. Coach Reed, 13 straight wins for Patrick Mahomes in the month of November, and you sit back and look at that number; it's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, that is. Yeah, November's over too, so I mean that's a on to December. But I, that's uh, yeah, no, he's an amazing guy, amazing player. So. Uh, we're lucky to have him here, and, and um, you know, but yes, I agree. Um, Juju got back in the action after being out for a week. Looked like he didn't have any rust at all. Uh, what did you think of how he played? I thought he did a good job. You know, we didn't get him the ball enough in the first half, um, and that's my responsibility to, to do that. But in the second half, he, he sure started off nice with some big, big plays for us. We're going to talk to Nick Bolton here, but he was in on, I don't know, Dozen tackles, maybe more, and then yeah. made the pick. I mean, he's what? Uh, what in particular is he doing so well right now for you guys? Yeah, well, his instincts. I mean, Spags has mentioned that to you, but his instincts, his ability to tackle um, uh, in tight areas, and um, and then also in the field, I think, is big. Um, I mean, he'll tell you that it helps to have a good defensive line too. So he, but he's having uh, definitely an All-Pro type season. You know, he's a heck of a football player. Last one. Was the plan with Juju concerted effort just to ease him back in snap-wise? It, it seemed like he had a little bit less than usual. Yeah, we tried. Listen, we were trying to rotate all the guys in um, as we went, and Juju was part of that. So um, we weren't sure early in the week where where he was going to be at. So the other guys got some numbers called in. So here you go. There's Coach Andy Reid, who, as I mentioned, uh, gets to a nice little 66 wins at Arrowhead Stadium. Fifth all-time coaching wins, third all-time in the postseason. He just keeps on winning, and you put him with Patrick Mahomes. It's unbelievable stuff. Not only that, they've had a five-game winning streak now. Every year Andy Reid's been here. I mean, that is just unbelievable. Ten straight years of uh, ten straight years of at least having a winning record. Because getting the nine wins guarantees they have a winning record for ten straight years. At some point, you know, we kind of take this for granted just how good this football team's been. I mean, look at the team they played today, the Rams. They're 3-8. and eight. This is the team that won the Super Bowl last year. That might have been all for them, you know. I'll, I'll never forget, you know, when Brett Veach, I'm paraphrasing here, was asked in the offseason about winning, and he says, I, I thought it was going to be great, you know, and everything, but then I want more. But then I want more. And that's the thing with these guys. They're, like, Reed wasn't just content. Mahomes wasn't content on Veach, wasn't content on winning a Super Bowl. They want to keep winning them. And that's a mark of a good football team right there that just has that desire to keep winning these things year in and year out. I mean, wasting your time if you're not trying to do that. Sean McVay may be looking at the broadcast booth next year, but what's happened in the Rams, I mean, yeah, they've had a lot of injuries to deal with. Yeah, okay, a lot of teams have things to do, deal with, but the Rams, I think they got that Super Bowl and everything was just content, not like the Chiefs. One guy who came back for the Chiefs today who was in that concussion protocol was Juju Smith-Schuster, who did play on a limited basis but was effective for the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Juju after the game. 
How excited are you to get back in the mix today? Uh, super excited, man. It just feels good to be out there, you know, with the team and, you know, to help out as much as possible. Is this the most adaptable, maybe offense you've been part yeah. of? Maybe even team. I mean, guys have been in and out, and yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody just kind of jumps everyone, in. Everyone has, like, a role. Everyone has something to do. Uh, and it's pretty cool, man. Like, everyone's out there doing their job. And like I said, it's, you, I've been out for a week. You come back in, it's like you never left. Is it the coaching staff? Is it the players knowing they can jump and, and, and step mean, up? What is it? Honestly, I think it's the coaching staff and in the plays that they just present us uh, and they just put us in the best position possible. Um, plays for Trav, play for me, play for MBS, uh, Sky, all the guys. How would you describe Patrick's season and getting everybody the football, keeping everybody fed? Ah, uh, man, that dude's, uh, he's one hell of a player, man. He's a special kid. Uh, He's just having one hell of a year, man. I'm just glad to be on his side this time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The, uh, the adaptability of this offense, too, you mentioned kind of the coach is putting everybody in their best position. Um, we haven't even seen probably most of the playbook, right? I no, mean, no, no, no. You, we, I think we're barely just scratching the surface. Um, and that's just because we, 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 for us, it's just we have so many good plays. It's just, you know, when plays work early in the game, we kind of just kind of just keep going back to them. So until they stop it, uh, if they don't stop it, we kind of just keep, you know, keep sticking with the same place. You probably can't tell me what what Colin Saunders was doing there on that red zone play, could you? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Um, you got to hold that one back, I'm guessing, right? That guy's uh, he's a special player, man. Um, so you just never know what you get from Andy Reid. Lining up at tight end with a with a defensive lineman, it doesn't happen everywhere, right? Yeah, but that's a big block, man. He's going in there making huge blocks, and that's really cool. But he's a big body guy. Uh, a guy who could play all the way around, so yeah. What was the kind of game plan going into today, facing a, obviously a, a, a tough physical defensive front? Was it getting the ball out quick, trying to keep it moving? Think, what? Yeah, I think for us it was just being able to contain and, and hold, um, you know, Aaron Donald, and then also being able to, you know, get the ball out and hat pack, you know, move. But you see early on, you know, uh, he uses his legs pretty often lately, and it's nice. <laughs> makes us run more and makes us run uh, to get open, so yeah. Pacheco running hard downhill again this week. How big is that when he's kind of huge, churning? Huge, huge, huge. When our run game is going good, it kind of opens up the pass game, so it kind of goes hand-in-hand helps out a lot. I mentioned those guys being in and out. Ronald Jones gets a chance today, kind of yeah, finally. Yeah. It feels like that that's another guy that's just kind of taking advantage and waiting and now gets a, gets an opportunity. Yeah, he's a, he's a big uh, big role, big pull, uh, big player coming in, uh, huge plays, and uh, with Clyde being down, you know, he's stepping up and making huge plays. Good to have you back this week. Congrats on the win. Thank you. There's Juju Smith-Schuster with Josh Klingler, Chief Center Reporter, and, of course, a 6 tenner there. But three targets today for Juju. Three catches, by the way, for Juju Smith-Schuster. Three for 38. And would he get more into the playbook next week? I think he will. And, again, I think the Chiefs kind of kept things simple tonight so we didn't see a ton of Juju. Getting some text on Ronald Jones. And I'll say this about Ronald Jones. Like, it was tough, and he battled and scratched his way just to get on this roster. He has been inactive. But they kept him around for a reason. They kept him for, you know, the fact your running backs do get hurt. When Clyde goes on the IR, time to bring Ronald Jones up. He had four carries for 12 yards. Wasn't used a ton in the running game. And, of course, receiving, though, he had a nice 22-yard reception, one catch for 22 yards in the game. But Ronald Jones, um, here was his post game as well, briefly said back inside that locker room, but by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. 
All right, thanks, Brad. Here with Ronald Jones. Ronald, this is your first opportunity in a Chiefs uniform during the regular season. Uh, first, I want to commend you for being the pro that you've been this entire time. I know you've been chomping at the bit for this opportunity. What was your feelings, not just getting the win, but having this opportunity? Yeah, the win is great, but I just got to say God's amazing. You know, uh, it's all on his timing. You know, been ready since, you know, a child. So to finally be out there again feels great. How about this offense? You, you've gotten the, the, the vantage point of watching it from the sideline and now getting Getting in there in the mix, you had you're facing Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. You got Joe Tooney's down, but you guys seem to just figure out a way to get things done. That's what Coach always talks about, you know, next man up mentality. You know, we're all professionals, like you said, playing the, uh, you know, guys of that caliber. You know, definitely got to pay them respect. You know, it's a great defense, great team, but you know, uh, just going out there and executing, man, having fun. You know, it's still a kid's game at the end of the day. How about the complimentary football that you guys play? Offense, defense, special teams. It seems like there's never a perfect phase for each phase, but another phase picks up the team. You have the muff by Sky Moore, the defense makes some plays. You have the defense giving up some yardage, the offense comes through. I mean, like you've been on championship teams. You've seen what complimentary football is. Talk about that dynamic with this team. I just say, yeah, resiliency and just, you know, going out there and knowing we got the guys capable to make an any play, no matter what the score is. You know, and those guys did that again, they stepped up today, and I was just happy to get my hand in the pot, you know. Again, God is great. You know, I got to keep saying it. Well, congratulations on your first opportunity. Hopefully even more. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. All right. Back to you, Brad. There you go, Ronald Jones with uh, Chiefs analyst Danon Hughes after the game. By the way, Philadelphia, 27-20 lead over the Green Bay Packers here on Sunday Night Football. As far as the AFC West, uh, Chargers did beat the Cardinals, but it's close. 25-24. Chargers go to 6-5 and five on the season. The Broncos continue to, well, be terrible. And you saw one of the defensive linemen yelling at Russell Wilson, Mr. Let's Ride, during this game. Things are imploding in Denver. Nathaniel Hackett, their coach, I mean, what a disaster that's been. What a disaster is the fact that they give up a first-rounder for Russell Wilson's been. But it's been great. If you're a Chiefs fan, you love to see Denver's misery, a team the Chiefs have beat 13 straight times, beating them every year since uh, Peyton Manning, the last Denver quarterback to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and, of course, in the Hall of Fame. Now, the, the Panthers beat the Broncos 23-10 to today. The Broncos go to 3-8. and eight. The Raiders do win. Josh Jacobs, a fantastic game. They go up. They win a game 40-34 to over the Seahawks, who the Chiefs will face on Christmas Eve, and they go to 4-7 and seven on the season. The Chiefs still have to go out to Las Vegas this year. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, look at the Chiefs in the record book because they continue to add the different records next. Chiefs get the 26 to 10 win, 15 and a half point spread. They covered that. And maybe it looked simple to you. I do think the Chiefs kept it kind of simple tonight, but a 16 point win in the NFL is considered an absolute blowout. By the way, I said Andy Reid had 66 wins at Arrowhead. It's 65 games, regular season and postseason, passing Marty Schottheimer, who had 64. But the Chiefs now, their winning streak, they have five games in a row they've won. Um, Put it this way, the club marks the club's 10th consecutive seasons all under Andy Reid with a winning streak of at least five games during the regular season. That is tough to do in the National Football League and the way the NFL set up for ultimate parity to be able to win like the Chiefs. And again, 10 straight years of at least a winning record. And that that's unbelievable. In the aging day, now, I mean, look at the Rams. Go to the Super Bowl last year, 3-8. and eight. The Broncos make a big move for Russell Wilson. They sit at 3-8. and eight. This league is tough to win. And to have a winning record for 10 straight years is simply an unbelievable uh, feat. The Chiefs offense, most consecutive games for 300 or more net yards. 
They sit at number two all time, tied with the 0405 Chiefs, uh, the 17 with uh, 16 consecutive games. 18 consecutive games was the 2017 2018 Chiefs. As we look at record books, and of course, Pat Mahomes now most wins quarterback. His first 75 starts has 59. Ken Stabler with 58 as he continues to do things. And Travis Kelsey, as we mentioned, man, has he been good. That Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey connection, most quarterback uh, pass catch touchdown connections. Lynn Dawson and, pa- and Otis Taylor from 65 to 75 are now tied with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. 17 through 22. So only Dawson and Taylor tied with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. It's an unbelievable feat. Bengals game this week. This is the game circler. This is the one you want to see because the Bengals beat the Chiefs twice. Jed, always good working with Jed Marshall producing the operation. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you guys after the Bengals game. The biggest game of the year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Good night.